Good morning, everyone. Organite, wherever you are, welcome to another episode of Do You See Podcast. It really stems from the Lord asking us, do you see what I see? Are you listening? Are you seeing um, from a lens of the Lord or are you seeing from the lens of the world. And so I'm so excited for another episode. I'm your host, Desiree Siegfried. If you haven't listened to the first episode of this brand new podcast, I highly recommend you go and take a listen just to get an idea for what the episodes will be about and really the heart behind doing all of this. Because truly, I say to you, it is the heart behind it. That is the Lord, uh, what the Lord wants. And I will only pray and hope that these messages lead you to seek your own relationship with the Lord, that that it will encourage you to go into the secret place with Jesus, go encourage you to pray, go encourage you to desire the things that the Lord wants for you. So welcome, guys. I truly hope you're having a great day. And if not, may this message, may this episode bless you today. I just am so excited to dive in. I literally am in my closet right now doing this podcast because I, I'm not even at my office to set up my podcast um, stuff, but I just feel this urgency that the Lord wants these podcasts to get out. Um, and so I'm going to be faithful and I'm just going to go ahead and speak with whatever he wants to share. This episode is going to be a short one. I'm just going to summarize and offer maybe it's an introduction for you to the workings and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit spirit that works inside of us when we are, you know, born again, when we recommit our life to the Lord, when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, that's not baptized in water, that is baptized in the Holy Spirit. We are given the gift of Holy Spirit inside of us. And so if this is your first time hearing about the gifts of Holy Spirit, then welcome. I'm not going to go into a huge teaching or dive in, but maybe later at another time, I will have a few of my friends who do biblical research and biblical foundation who can really dissect 1 Corinthians 12 about the gifts. But this is just going to be a brief summary just to get you encouraged, to get you understanding of where we're going to be going in the other episodes. And so that when I do share some of the prophetic dreams and the prophetic words that you might have a better understanding or uh, not think it's, you know, so different because it's actually what we all, you know, have inside of us. We are all called to, we are all able to use the gift of Holy Spirit. So let's just go ahead and get started. I wanted to do this because like I mentioned before, I want to establish an understanding um, of how the Holy Spirit works. Because if you, if you don't quite understand the workings and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, then it will be hard to understand when the Holy Spirit is working, (laughs) if that makes sense. Um, Especially if it, when it's working in other people, you know, when it is being used for words of knowledge, words of wisdom. And, you know, I I believe it's just a lot of the stuff that unfortunately churches don't teach on as much, but it is the most powerful teaching Jesus gave (laughs) to the disciples because he operated in those gifts. He operated in the gifts of Holy Spirit. I mean, yes, he is our savior. He's the Messiah. He is, um, a part of the Godhead and, um, 
But I think we sometimes see that as superior to ourselves and specifically the ministry of Jesus was to equip the disciples, to equip the people with the same gifts, with the same understanding that they have access. They have access to the gift of Holy Spirit. And so I would just want to briefly read in John 14, 12. This is the New American Standard Bible. Um, truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, this is Jesus speaking, the works that I do, he will do also and greater works than these he will do because I am going to the father. So what he's saying is he's telling his disciples like, Hey, like I, you've seen me do miracles. You have seen me, you know, heal the sick, bring, um, the dead back to life. But he is saying, you are going to be doing greater works than these because Holy spirit did not pour out on the day of Pentecost in acts two until Jesus went back to heaven until Jesus was no longer with them in the flesh. And so I just want you to see that we are living in a beautiful time of grace, but also of power because we have the Holy Spirit at work inside of us. And through that, the Holy Spirit moves outside of us, if that makes sense. That is the manifested glory of God when the Holy Spirit almost like, it's almost like, when the Holy Spirit overflows outside of us, um, that is when you see miracles. That's when you see um, healings and when you see um, prophecy happen. And so I'm just going to um, go ahead. I hope you kind of grasp that you can do greater works because he has put that inside of us when we believe in him, that um, we have the same access. I just want to clear that, you know, like last week I was talking about an invitation, like Jesus is inviting us into the kingdom, inviting us to be um, with him, inviting us to partner with him. And what greater way to partner with him, the, the one, only way really to partner with him is by the Holy Spirit through prayer. Everything begins with prayer because prayer is our communication to the Lord. Our prayer is our heart bursting forth. He knows every thought that we think before we think it. And he knows the, the um, condition of our heart, but he wants us to come to him with those concerns, with those requests. And um, he's our father. He's a loving father. And the kingdom of heaven is an invitation to be a part of that, to be in the family. Just like you go to Thanksgiving and Christmas and you're a part of your family. That doesn't mean you just know about your family and have an understanding of maybe who they are. You actually live in, in life with them. You know their workings. You know their their heart. You know what makes them tick. You know the the um, compassion they have. You know their gifts. And so I'm inviting you to. That's what Jesus is saying. He's inviting you to be in the kingdom, be in the family of God. He doesn't want you to just sit in a pew every Sunday. Um, getting head knowledge of who he is. He wants you to know who he is in your heart, in your soul, and in your being because he is alive inside of us and that is the Holy Spirit. And so let's go ahead and just dive into the gift of Holy Spirit and when that took place. So in Acts 2, 
I just want to paint the scene of what happened um, on the day of Pentecost. So Pentecost was the Festival of Weeks, which just happened, which it happened um, 50 days from when Jesus died on the cross. Jesus came and was on earth for 40 days. Um, The disciples saw him. He also performed other miracles and all of that. And then he ascended back into heaven. Um, So the Pentecost is happening where people from all different areas, different cultures, different languages are gathered together um, for the feast of weeks, which is bringing like the first fruits of the harvest. And so you have thousands of people, thousands of men, and all of a sudden they just are just filled with the Holy Spirit and start speaking in tongues. So let me go ahead and just read it from scripture to give you a better idea of what the word says. So Acts 2, when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place and suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting and there appeared to them tongues as of fire distributing themselves and they rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Now there were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the crowd came together and were bewildered because each one of them was hearing them speak in his own language. So out of nowhere, this Holy Spirit pours out over this group of people and they begin speaking in tongues. They begin giving um, the spirits, giving them utterance, giving them the tongues um, of the ability to speak out in tongues. And a lot of times tongues can be a different language, can be, you know, a language that is not native to you, but it can be a different language. And so when he says, Some of the men were bewildered because each one of them was hearing them speak in his own language. So they weren't speaking their own language, but they they could hear others speaking their language, which this is like crazy. I mean, this would be like having everybody, like having people from every nation in the world come together and say out of nowhere, the Holy Spirit hits and you start speaking Russian and you you hear English from like, I don't know, from a Chinese um, person. So just kind of giving you an idea. So there are tongues that, you know, it can be a different language. There's angelic tongues, but the gist of speaking in tongues is this is the evidence of Holy Spirit inside of you. The day of Pentecost makes it very clear that the tongues is a a gift that is an, it shows evidence. It shows outward evidence of Holy Spirit inside of you. That doesn't mean that you have to have tongues in order to be filled with Holy Spirit. Like I don't hear what I'm not saying because I think a lot of times that can get construed and some teachings out there do say like, you have to have, you have to speak in tongues. And it's like, well, that doesn't mean you don't have Holy Spirit inside of you. It might just mean you need to you know, pray and open up your heart and your mouth to allow Holy Spirit to come out. Um, I think sometimes it can be kind of scary for those who aren't into it or in, are like used to it, used to it. And so sometimes without knowing, we have fear in our heart that is keeping us from speaking outwardly um, through the Holy Spirit being used in our vocal cords to, to speak in tongues. And Speaking in tongues is definitely our prayer language. It's meant to be used in prayer to the Lord 
Um, and also just if if you are in a, a prayer group, oftentimes you can just speak in tongues while someone else is praying. And that's kind of creating an agreement in the spirit over that prayer. Um, so let's go ahead and let's go ahead and look at first Corinthians 12. That is where he identifies and lists all of the gifts before I go too far into um, speaking in tongues. Yeah. So I know if you guys have questions about anything, feel free to reach out. I also have, there's also a really great, a couple different courses to kind of, if you're interested in more of the biblical aspect of it, um, going back to like Greek and, you know, all of the interpretations, the translation, um, to really identify exactly what what you need to know to really get it inside of your heart, get it inside of your soul, get it inside of your spirit that the Lord desires us to operate in the gift of Holy Spirit that he has so graciously given us. So this is 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1. I am reading from the New King James Version. So, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. He does not want us to be ignorant about this. Very clear. Verse two, you know that you were Gentiles carried away to these idols. However, you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit that Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. So there are diversity of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So we have the gift of spirit, the Holy Spirit inside of us in order to benefit that word profit means to like benefit, to benefit all the church, to benefit his kingdom, to benefit the church as a whole, not for us to just hold on to and never use, but for us to use in order to benefit um, and exhort and edify the church. So verse eight, four to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. And to another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all of these things distributing to each one individually as he wills. And this is very, very important. This verse is what construes these teachings so often in the church. And um, I, so I just really want you to maybe also go and do your own research, go and do your own reading in the Bible of first Corinthians and allow Holy spirit, how allow God to reveal truth to you because we operate in truth and in spirit. And so, I just really recommend you going to do that. But verse 11 in 1 Corinthians 12 is very important to understand because it says, but one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. In many of the translations that he is capitalized, making you believe that it is saying that these are distributed to each person, however God wills it, however God wants it to be done. But... 
in the earlier translations in the King James, in the Geneva Bible, and a few other translations, that he is actually not capitalized and it actually means the man. So, so Holy Spirit operates as one, you know, it's one body, one church, one, one spirit, but it works together in all of these gifts, distributing to each person as that person wills it. So as that person desires it, as that person pursues it. So I want to share the translation of he wills. So in the um, King, well, in all of them, it does say as he wills at the end of verse 11. And what that word is in the Greek is uh, bulamahi, <laughs> bulamahi. And what it means, it's a verb, and it means to will deliberately, to have purpose, be minded. And it says of willing as an affection to desire. So the, the term he wills isn't God just being like, okay, you get the gift of prophecy and you get the gift of tongues and you, you know, you will have miracles. You are able to do miracles. He is saying that we have the gift of Holy Spirit inside of us. So we have access to each and every gift that Holy Spirit offers. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? We have access to these gifts. So when someone says that you aren't able, you say, no, my God says I am able. If other people are like, oh, women can't be doing um, any of this stuff. Women can't be preaching. Women don't have Holy Spirit. Um, How about in Acts 1 at the end, it does say that Mary and the women were gathered and then Peter stands up on the day of Pentecost and he gives a beautiful sermon. He gives such a beautiful sermon and he says in Acts 2 um, verse 17, and it shall come to pass in the last days. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. That was um, from Joel that Peter then says this prophecy from Joel is being fulfilled in this moment, that because the outpouring of Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, that 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 prophecy from Joel is being fulfilled in this moment. So men and women have Holy Spirit. We have access to the gifts of Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, God is not a, a, um, respecter of persons. You know, there isn't just a junior Holy Spirit. We all have access to the same Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean that if I've been walking with the Lord um, for 20 more years than you, that I have a greater increase of Holy Spirit. That is not true. I don't want us to believe that. I don't want us to idolize those people that are working in the gifts because it's not about idolizing the gifts. It's about knowing how the gift is given and who loves us so much that he wants to give us these gifts and to truly have the fear of the Lord, um, to, to know that he is above all. He is above any other name. He is above idolizing the pastor on stage, idolizing the worship leader, idolizing those who are doing deliverance and healing and miracles, because we all can do this as we desire it, as we seek it, as we will it. And so that's not like striving in our works. That's truly just understanding and having the faith and the trust to believe that we are able to do these things um, that the Lord has said we will do. And I think that's where so much of Christianity, um, it's been 
it's hard. It's been diluted, I guess you can say, because from the very beginning, there were many, 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 many um, doctrines out there. I mean, like right after Jesus, you know, right after his ministry, right after he um, ascended back to heaven, there became a lot of different doctrines and a lot of those within a hundred years AD, it was already the, the Holy Spirit was already being diminished, being diluted from doctrine, from theology. And so there are a lot of people, um, sensationalists who believe that the gifts of Holy Spirit are not for our time. And there is nowhere, nowhere in the Bible that says that is true. Never. It is always exhorting his people, always edifying his people in these gifts and and telling us every letter to the church is like encouraging us to step forward, encouraging us, reminding us that we have the um, we have the power of Christ in us. And so um, as we continue to go into different episodes, I just want you to always keep First Corinthians 12 in mind that we are all called all gifted with these gifts when we are baptized in Holy Spirit. And, you know, if you are born again, if you have recommitted your life to the Lord, then you are born again. You have access to Holy Spirit, to these gifts. And if you're, if you want to, you can also pray for the, I guess, for the evidence of the Holy Spirit inside of you um, by asking for the, for, for the gifts of tongues. So you already have the gift is what I'm trying to get to. You have the gift. It is now up to you to will it. It is up to you to seek it. Ask the Lord to show you, ask the Lord to grow you, to increase you. And honestly, a lot of the gifts and a lot of the workings that you see in prophetic voices and in healings and in deliverance and a lot of it is like those people, you know, they've walked through it with the Lord. They have been in the secret place. They have been in prayer for many, many, many years, many years, or, you know, they have sought the Lord um, to do these things. And he, he, he's looking for willing vessels. He's looking for pure vessels who he can work through because he desires for his glory to be shown, especially in this hour, especially in this time when darkness seems to be so big. We do know that we work, we operate, and we pray from victory because he has already overcome the world. He has already overcome. Amen. So we do not need to worry about that. That's in First John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So just some reminders to get into your system, get into your heart that, that, we have already overcome. God has already overcome. There is no like losing this battle, but he wants us to partner with him to fight, to stand up in the Holy Spirit and fight. And I don't mean like with words and, you know, whatever. I just mean like spiritually in prayer, we intercede on behalf so that we can bring heaven down to earth for everything is established in heaven first. And that it is up to us through prayer and intercession to bring it down into our sphere of influence, to bring it down into our families, to bring it down into our cities, to bring it down into our country. And so that is why so many prayer movements are happening right now. Um, it's, it's because we are going into a season where we need to rise up in, in 
um, groups. We need to rise up as the body, as the church, as the bride to really know God's heart. And how do we know God's heart is we listen, we pray, and we hear his voice because that way we know what to pray. And, and for those, you know, when you don't know what to pray, that is where the gift of tongues, it really truly is like our prayer language. It allows us to pray perfect prayers that are from the Lord. So he gives us this gift because it is like his prayers working through us, going back to him. That is beautiful to his ears, beautiful to yours. Isn't it like, say for instance, I'm a, I'm a mom. So if I'm like teaching my kids something and then out of nowhere, they like do it on their own and they're like, yeah, mom, look, I did this and that. Or, or they say something and you're like, wow, that really stuck into your head. Like, doesn't that sound beautiful to your ears? Like, as a, mo- a mom, I know you're getting this. It's like, it sounds beautiful when your child is doing something that you have taught them to do. And so just this is the same with the Holy Spirit and the gifts is Holy Spirit works inside of us to to grow us. Um, and as we continue to step out, he will use us greater and greater as we trust in him. So, you know, it takes, you know, it takes time. And that's why we just are gracious to ourselves. We don't want to get discouraged or doubt, but really just truly keep seeking him, seek his face, seek his gifts. And you will be just, I don't know. I just, I just know that just in my own life, um, just hearing his voice alone is just so vital in, in the peace I have in the knowledge and the the clarity I have in terms of direction, in terms of making decisions, like he wants to partner with us so that we do follow the path that he has for us. Um, And so we'll go into, I guess, more of hearing his voice, but I am going to also just jump right in to some of the things that he wants me to share. Um, And I believe it's so that we can pray about it together so that intercessors will rise up and and pray for, um, for what I am going to share. <laughs> um, yeah, so it'll just be a lot of different things, but, um, I will only share what I believe he's, he wants to be released at that time. I think the most important thing about understanding, um, prophecy and understanding the Lord is that everything is in his own time in his appointed time. So often we can hear from him or we can see something or, or um, have a word for someone else, but it's very important to, to understand and discern the time to discern whether that's something that you need to spend more time praying about, or if that is something that needs to be released. So just so you guys know my heart and that I'm not it's taken me quite a while to even get comfortable to get back on here to share um, just out of it's it's out of my comfort zone. But, you know, if when he trusts us with a little bit, he will trust us with a lot. And so I'm just so thankful that he has really been a part of my whole entire life. He set me up for this, <laughs> not, not like set me up, but, um, you know, every door, every opportunity, everything has led to this. And so I'm just so thankful for him and I'm so thankful for you guys. And I just pray that everything that I am sharing is being heard in the way that he wants it to be heard. And um, I just pray against just any any judgment, any critique, anything that is going to keep you from the heart of the message, 
um, because I'm not perfect. I'm human, you know, I will make mistakes, I'm sure. And I'm sure, you know, I'm still learning, I'm still growing. And so it's just really important to discern on your own the messages, to discern on your own um, the episodes and to to always take it back to the Lord, take it back to scripture, get into your Bible, get into prayer and allow him to work in you and through you. So be blessed today. I will just finish with a quick prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this time together. We thank you for the hearts that are joining on the line. We thank you for their families and their homes and their minds, Lord God. I pray, Father God, that right now in this moment, you will begin to to speak to them, Father God, and not just even in an audible voice, but Father, in the little ways that you know they will know it is from you, Father. I thank you that you will be doing it even now and that their eyes will be open to see you, that their ears will be open to hear you greater. I thank you, Father God, for the hearts that are eager and hungry to know you more. I thank you, Father, that you are reaching them in that secret place, that you are reaching them in their hurt, in their distress, in their struggle. Father God, I thank you that you are sorting out thoughts right now, that you are sorting out confusion, that you are sorting out any doubt right now in the name of Jesus. And I just pray over each and every person and I thank you, Father, for their life, Lord God. I thank you for the purpose that you have given them. I thank you for their calling. And I just pray, Father, I just pray, Father God, for boldness and courage to step out and to 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 begin to start doing the things that you have called them to. And I thank you, Lord God. Bless them now. Bless their families and bless their homes. In Jesus' name, amen, you guys. I will see you on the next episode. Bye.